What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Monday, July 6th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. As the school year approaches in the fall, it might not be the best course of action to treat schools like COVID hot zones. Thankfully, children are by and large spared most of the effects of the virus. And while they can transmit the disease they seldom cause outbreaks. In the meantime, as schools and other countries have already opened, we can look to them to see what has worked and what has not. Some of the most appropriate safety measures could include testing and contact tracing, improved ventilation in classes, and keeping students with a single group of peers throughout each day. David Zweig, contributor to Wired, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, David. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk about schools and coronavirus and children going back to school in the fall. It's been a pretty hot topic of discussion of how it's going to get done. The thing I keep hearing the most is it's going to be some type of hybrid learning experience. It could be a mix of remote learning and kids in class or kids in class, but on offset days. Still, nobody really knows exactly how they're going to do it. But there's a lot of cues that we can look to. A lot of Schools in Europe have gone back and they've done a wide range of different things. But one thing we should keep in mind is that we shouldn't try to treat schools like hot zones. For the most part, thankfully, kids are not affected by the virus in the same way. So, David, tell us a little bit about this. One of the strangest or perhaps even the strangest thing about this virus is it's kind of completely passing over children. They're, of course, out of the millions and millions and millions of people who've been exposed to it. There are some cases with children who've had adverse effects and even died, but the numbers are extraordinarily low. In fact, much lower than they are for any number of ills that can afflict children. They're not exactly sure why this is happening, and that's certainly not the focus of my research, the, the why. It's just a matter of, but this is what the evidence suggests, right. and the evidence has only gotten stronger and stronger that kids are by and large either very mildly symptomatic or asymptomatic. And then the second and perhaps more salient point is that children 
a lot of evidence is showing that they do not transmit the virus anywhere near the scale that adults do. And that's what really matters as far as opening schools, I think. Yeah, the kids are not the super spreaders that we hear about. And thankfully, that gives a lot of people that are you know making the decisions to get them back to schools should give them a little more knowledge with how to do it. So the CDC so far has released some guidance on possible things, you know, different words like if possible and if feasible, you can do those things, but they want to keep students separate in class, you know, do the six feet of social distancing. They want to close down cafeterias, jungle gyms, you know, a lot of different things like that. And then masks. So they want to have kids wear masks, which for younger children is going to be a pretty difficult thing. The CDC guidelines seem to have almost no acknowledgement of both the infeasibility of many of the recommendations and also the costs of many of the recommendations. So as I noted in my article, Wired, I mean, have they ever been around a bunch of like seven-year-olds as if they're not going to be fidgeting and touching this mask all day long? And that's you know a separate issue from the fact that it's hard to imagine just being a child and trying to learn throughout your day wearing a mask. I, my own district is now recommending that parents procure face shields for our children already for the fall. I mean, so to be outfitted in all this sort of like biohazard gear, you know, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic here, but being outfitted in some of this stuff is really detrimental to the kids. And there doesn't seem to be a recognition of how that's not going to work well for them by the CDC. And yet, I've interviewed more than a dozen epidemiologists and infectious diseases experts in multiple countries around the world. And almost universally, they all were acknowledging the fact that like this isn't necessarily helpful or practical. The heads of 20 different French pediatric organizations all signed a letter that stated point blank, it is neither necessary nor desirable nor reasonable for children to be wearing masks in school. So does the CDC know something that the heads of 20 French pediatric organizations don't know? And a very similar statement was released by um, a report that was put together by a panel of experts for the Toronto Hospital for Sick Children. And it's the same thing where they advised that masks were both impractical and that it just wasn't recommended, that it could cause strict distancing, could cause psychological harm. And in France in particular, which is kind of funny, some districts are requiring that the kids wear both masks and face shields. So it's like, a you know, they, you gotta, they're doubling up on that. What are some of other schools around the world doing to try to help this? Like, you know, obviously not everything will work and there's some that are you know, after you can see them going, say, okay, that's not necessarily something we need to go with, but what are some of the other schools doing around the world? It's really a mixed bag, <laughs> um, both from country to country and also within each country. So in trying to sort of put together some sort of like formalized account is is basically impossible at this point, which leads one to understand that there is no consensus. No one really knows what they're doing. And explicitly, that is what multiple epidemiologists who I spoke with, both here in the States and abroad, said to me, that the ones who had any degree of humility all said, we don't really know exactly what makes sense. So the bigger question to me then is a philosophical one. 
in the absence of knowing with 100% certainty about something, what do we do? And for me, what doesn't seem to make sense is that in the absence of, you know, 100% certainty, what, you know, in baseball, they say like the tie goes to the runner, you know, when it's at the same time as uh, that the the ball gets thrown in when, when they get to the base. Right. Why does the tie always go toward more with the CDC and their guidelines? And now what's coming to be many of the state guidelines, why does it go toward more when perhaps it makes more sense to do less? Well, they obviously are afraid. The downside, of course, is we don't want cases to go up. When you look at the data and when you look at study after study after study, and again, this is not stuff from three months ago, the evidence just continues to mount that children do not transmit the virus at scale in the way that adults do. Now, maybe things will change in a week or in a month or something, but this is what evidence from around the globe over and over continues to show us. And the last thing I want to ask about, too, is just kind of the effects of all of this, too. Uh, You made mention in your article about the isolation of kids in this, you know, keeping them separate, maybe not uh, having recess the way it used to be, things like that. That also could have an effect on the children. Without knowing for certain, to me, it doesn't make sense to say, well, Since we don't know for sure, let's just lock everything down, put them in masks, everybody be apart constantly. You can't touch, you can't do anything. Here's what we do know. Kids in Sweden, in their schools, in the lower schools, have been open for the entirety of the pandemic. They haven't been wearing masks. They're allowed to touch each other. And there have been no evidence that there are like mass outbreaks. They have 900,000 children in their lower schools, 70,000 teachers. You would think there would be scores of outbreaks, undeniable. You can't, you know, keep it secret um, in their schools if children were really at great risk of doing something like this. And you're right. The costs to children are pretty immense. And the mandate of an epidemiologist, it seems by and large, that, you know, someone like Fauci, who, by the way, seems like a good man and a wise person and reasonable, but nevertheless, his mandate and the incentives for politicians and for superintendents is to go for avoiding what they fear is the worst thing. Their incentives are not aligned toward acknowledging and protecting a much more vague, but equally, if not more important, effect on children. Imagine going through your day for six hours a day, never being allowed to put your arm around a friend. And the jungle gym is closed because they're afraid if you touch it, even though the evidence of the virus surviving on surfaces outdoors is highly questionable. And I've spoken to multiple microbiologists about this. They want a school bus to be half empty where you have one child on each bench and every other row. So there is this kind of like overarching theme of isolation. There's all sorts of research about touch and how physical touch is critical for how human beings socialize with each other. And you can imagine it's even more important for children. So, I mean, the list goes on and on about what the costs are. They're very real. And I think the largest cost, which I point out in the article, is what's going to become the sort of blended learning model where children are where the schools need to be at a half capacity, basically, in order to comply with these distancing guidelines. So they can only have a certain portion of the students there on any given day. And the rest of the time, they're going to be home. And this disproportionately, make no mistake, is going to harm working class families where both parents are working because there is no way they can do their jobs and have the kids home, you know, every other day or every other week. 
it's going to be interesting to see what further guidelines we get and then how school districts across the country are going to do this. I suspect it's going to be just like you mentioned the article in other countries. It's going to be kind of this mishmash of different guidelines and settings across the country. So we'll have to see how that turns out in the fall. David Zweig, contributor to Wired and author of Invisibles, celebrating the unsung heroes of the workplace. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.